Thank you again for joining Fathom with Nathan. This is our eighth episode here in the United States. It is August 19th, 2020, and uh, where we are connecting with today is South Korea. I'll let our guest explain exactly where he lives right now and his past. Um, It's uh, Thursday, August 20th there. Um, Today we're interviewing a very special individual, someone who loves the Lord and has a lot to share with the world. His name is Matthew Oakley. And Mr. Oakley, um, he currently resides in South Korea, like I said, but he was born and raised in the UK. And uh, today we're just doing a very basic, very simple interview. And uh, the purpose of this is just to let him have an opportunity to share what's on his heart and to share what God is doing in his life and, and uh, where he came from, where he's going, all of that. We're, we're probably going to do more than just one episode with him. That's our goal. So today is round one, and here we go. So, uh, Matthew, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining, and I'm so glad that I've had a chance to meet you and to speak with you. I believe it was about a week ago that we first connected online. Does that sound about right? Yeah, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, you're a very interesting guy. So, uh, yeah, it's an honor for me as well to to connect with you. Wonderful. I'm, I'm glad I can contribute all the interesting things that I do, whatever those happen to be. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what they are, but maybe you can enlighten me. But thank you so much for joining. And um, now we talked last week for the first time on uh, Facebook, and we had a great little chat. I got to know you just a little bit and hear your heart. I thought today we would go through just a brief overview of a miniature autobiography of sorts. Not, you know, not every single year of your life, of course, but just the main highlights. And I just thought I'd, I'd ask you some questions and then hear from you, and I'll just kind of lead the way. So maybe you could just give us some background. Where, uh, where were you born? Where were you raised? What was your household like? And um, the floor is yours. Uh, Thanks. Well, I was born in Derby, which is right flat bang in the centre of England. Okay. Um, It's an engineering town. And uh, my dad, I'm his only child. Um, My mum was married previously. Mm -hmm. So I have, I had two sisters and a brother. Okay. um, Who I absolutely adored growing up. (laughs) Wonderful. Yeah, I was... um, I was spanked by nuns at at an early age. (laughs) Oh, no. My my parents sent me to a um, private education in a convent. And, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I had a nice introduction to the the principle that two wrongs don't make a right. Of course. Wow. Yeah. It's like... (laughs) It's like when you see those those nuns in movies slapping children's wrists with with rulers. That's that's not too far of a removed experience for you. That, that that's right. Some some little kid kicked me in the shins, so I kicked him back. <laughs> and this nun came this nun came up and whacked me around the back of the knees with a slipper. Oh. And I I said, why did you do that? She she said because you kicked him. I said he kicked me. She said two wrongs don't make a right. Oh. <laughs> wow, and that stuck with you forever. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But I, yeah, I, I mean, I was very, I was very privileged. My dad was um, one of the early uh, pioneers in computing. He was an analyst programmer at Rolls Royce, mm-hmm. um, Rolls Royce Aero Engines. Most, a lot of people in in uh, my town worked for Rolls Royce, uh, and that's in fact where my dad met my mum. Oh wow! Okay. Wow. Then, yeah. then came along you. How, now, 
your you said the only son your only child is that correct i'm, I'm my father's only son correct um, yeah I, I have a brother who's 11 years older and a sister 13 years older she's passed away now i see and a, a young another sister who's nine years older mm. so uh, i really looked up to my brother he was he was my hero growing up oh wow yeah i yeah i had i had an interesting introduction to the lord because um um, I was about two years old, and we drove past a funny-looking building, mm-hmm. which was a, a church, Osmaston Road Baptist Church. Um, and I just said to my mum, what's that? And she said, oh, it's, uh, it's God's house. I said, who's God? Mm. And she said, oh, he's a very old man. He's got a big beard, and he, <laughs> he's very powerful. She said, he's very powerful and created everything. And I, apparently I asked my mum, is he married? <laughs> Oh, wow. And she said no. Uh, uh, and then I said, um, let's go visit him. I, I really wanted to visit him. And she said, not today. <laughs> <laughs> not today, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But growing up, um, I had this, you know, what theologians call prevenient grace, mm-hmm. which, which is that from time to time, uh, I mean, you know, Britain is a Christian country, or used to be. So... Uh, we used to get at school all the Bible stories and we'd sing a couple of hymns in the morning and we would pray uh, the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but that was just a cultural thing, you know, without being born again or knowing who Jesus was or anything about the gospel. Mm-hmm. That was just the, the atmosphere. But from time to time, I, I got this urge to go to church. Mm-hmm. As a little kid, you know, like six, seven years old, oh, wow. and I, I tell my, I tell my mom now my parents didn't go to church, but she would, uh, she give me some money for the collection plate and uh, comb my hair and make me wear nice clothes. <laughs> I know I would wander off to the church all by myself and I'd sit there, not really understanding anything, mm-hmm. but um, but just feeling like clean and mm. feeling like this was this was something I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a, an urge for righteousness or something. Hmm. And, and, you know, that's prevenient grace, isn't it? That's the Lord, you know, helping you along before before I ever heard the gospel. Wow, that's wonderful. It's like God was moving early on and you were responding. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Now, that was when you were yeah. about six or so years old. Now, did you continue going to going to church as you grew up? Or was your were your parents having any kind of uh, relationship with the Lord at that point? Or... No, not really. My my mum had had a uh, she'd been sick some time before I was born, and uh, uh, an evangelist had visited her in hospital, and she retained something of that. She'd remembered something of that. Um, so I was actually born again because of a tent crusade that was advertised in the local newspaper. Oh my! Wow. That my mum that my mum read, and my mum said, "Let's go to the tent crusade." Hmm. Now, in, interestingly, you think that uh, this again is prevenient grace. It would have been just a few months before that, before going to that tank crusade, that I remember walking down the road. I was about 12 years old at the time, walking down the road and thinking to myself, you know, I don't believe in God anymore. Mm. Because I, I was a very, I was a very uh, intelligent kid. I was into microscopes 
and uh, dinosaurs mm-hmm. and particle physics, if you can believe that. Uh-huh. Um, I was I was really into science and I was very very rational, and I remember just thinking I don't I don't believe in God anymore. I can't believe in God anymore. Mm-hmm. Just by myself walking down the road, and 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 then I started to think, I, I'm I could be in real trouble for this, mm. and I felt slightly scared and then i actually prayed i actually spoke to the lord and i said please cancel that thought i do believe in you (laughs) (laughs) take that back please (laughs) yeah yeah i'll take that back yeah (laughs) (laughs) wow wow so the the tank crusade comes along and um you know i was a little teenager the 12 year old kid um we had one of one of the earliest, I think the earliest computer games. We had this console, I think it was called Pong or something like that. Okay. And uh, I did not want to go to a tank crusade. I wanted to play Pong. Yeah. I was not interested. Uh, but my mum forced us to go. And so I had a row with my parents. So I was in a terrible mood. Um, and we got to this tank crusade. It was a guy called Dick Saunders who was... Um, I think it was part of the Plymouth Brethren. Okay. Um, and we, we walked into this. It was a big tent, big three thousand feet of blue tent. Oh wow! Walked into this tent. There was a banner over the stage which said, uh, uh, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." So it was called the Way to Life Crusade. And there was a choir on the stage, and they were all old people, like white hair, old people. Mm-hmm. And as a twelve-year-old kid who was getting interested in Pink Floyd and David Bowie. I was not interested. You know, I mean, I was horrified. And uh, because I'd had a row with my parents, I didn't want to sit with them. So they, they were to- more towards the back. I was about halfway in and sitting on the left. And I was sitting on my own, uh, very annoyed and angry. Hmm. Um, and uh, But there was nothing else to do except listen to the preacher. Yeah. And uh, he described uh, Jesus. He described a man who was absolutely beautiful in mm. his character and personality. Mm, wow! And 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 said he was he's sent by his father to pay for our sins. Mm. And and if you believe in him and give your life to him, you can go to heaven. Mm-hmm. So that's all I remember, really. Just, just a very, very basic message. Yes. And um, but that gave me the missing piece, which was, what is this thing about the cross? What's that all about? Which I didn't, I never heard. I didn't understand. Yes. And then um, he gets everybody to stand up and they start singing. Um, just as I am. Sorry, I'm, I'm breaking up. Oh. <laughs> It's okay. Just this, singing this song just as I am, mm-hmm. you know, without one plea, mm. you know, mm. but, but that my Lord has died for me. And um, it's wonderful. And he called people. He called people forward. Mm. And um, I think I was one of the last people to go forward because, uh, you know, there's a lot of resistance in a twelve-year-old kid. I remember thinking. I'm not sure if Jesus really exists intellectually. Sure. But I want him to. Mm. 
I want him to exist. And I think that's crucial, actually, because John, John says in his Gospel, chapter 3, he says, the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Mm-hmm. And I think every, every born-again Christian is somebody who is, in that moment of hearing the Gospel, they have, they've perceived the light and they have loved the light. They've loved the light, and they've and they've said yes to the light. So even though I wasn't a hundred percent intellectually convinced, uh-huh. there was there was this light which I loved, and I loved the message that I'd heard. And but I remember thinking, you know, there might be people here that recognise me, and it seems like a sissy thing, like mm. a, like a real men wouldn't go forward and submit themselves to. You know, I had my pride. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you want to be born again, if you if you want Christ, you have to swallow your pride. Yeah. So I had that to get, to get over. And then the evangelist clinched it because he said, listen, he said, there is a spirit here, the Holy Spirit. And this spirit is convincing you that everything I've told you is true. Wow. And I remember thinking, I remember thinking, do you know what? He's, he is right. Yeah. He is absolutely right. Because my heart was going so fast. Wow. And my knees, my knees were shaking. Hmm. And, and finally, I, I gave up, and I, I, I went. I started moving, and then floods of tears. Wow! And and then and then I saw my my mum and dad next to me because they also wanted to come forward, but they didn't want to walk past me. Oh my! Interesting. So my mum, my mum actually said to my dad, "Wait, wait, wait, wait for Matthew." Hmm. And I went, and then they. they they went, and it was absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's it, it glorious. Is. It's, you, you know, because that, that moment, you know, you've said yes to Jesus, and then God declares you righteous, and all my sins, all the guilt, just absolutely clean and free. Wow. And peace and happy and wow, and a completely new life and a completely new friend. And and um, I, bought, I bought a Bible. We all bought Bibles. You know, I got this um, good news Bible. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, and the, they had a counsellor who was all nearly my age, you know, uh-huh. and took me through those scriptures, you know, Romans three twenty three and all that kind of stuff. Sure. And um, and I said yes to everything, and then went home, and I woke up the next morning, and the first thing I saw next to my bed was this Bible, and I thought to myself, what have I done? Hmm. And then I spoke to Jesus, my new friend, and I said, okay, let's do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No longer am I going to let myself be led just by my natural mind. I'm going to let you, the all-knowing yeah. God, lead my life by your spirit. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, one, one of the first proofs to me of, of the existence of the spiritual world was the fact that ev- all week, all week long, I couldn't wait for Sunday to go to church, hmm. except for Sunday morning. Hmm. On Sunday morning, I didn't want to go to church. Uh-huh. Now, you know, I did because, you know, my parents made me or I made me, you know. And um, and I, I worked it out really quickly. I thought, yeah, that's not normal. Hmm. So that there's, there is some spiritual evil force that turns up every Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> right, fight you right at the last minute, right? Yeah, that's right, that's right. Wow, tries yeah. to keep you from what's best. 
Yeah, but of course, you know, you don't want to go to church, but you, you discipline yourself, you know, you obey, you go to church, and as soon as you're in church, you know, you feel just fantastic. Mm -hmm. And church is this oasis in, in a world that is so, you know, bitter and cynical and uh, argumentative and full of swearing and cursing and stuff like that. And you walk into church and it's, it's just an oasis of peace. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful place to be, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, the atmosphere is different. Yeah, because all yeah. of us have the spirit of the living God in us and we're all engaging with him and so the atmosphere is completely yeah. different. It's open, it's free, it's light, it's not heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, That's a beautiful right. story. That that is absolutely wonderful. You and your mom and your dad all getting saved on the exact same day. That's just yeah. That's so yeah. powerful. Yeah. Well, wonderful. So what happened after that? Well, a guy came to uh, visit us because it was a coordinated effort by all the churches. And he, he basically said, uh, well, we've got, these are the churches that we're involved. You can go to this one or that one or that one and just introduce all these churches. Uh -huh. And um, uh, we, ch we chose an evangelical Anglican church. Okay. Um, and it was great. Um, Holy Trinity Warrington, a um, guy called Bill Montgomery mm -hmm. was, was the, the preacher there. And we had a couple of lay preachers as well, and it was it was really good. We had a really lovely lady that that led the discipleship course, and so you know we learned the basics. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. That's wonderful. That's great. Now you were um, still a teenager at this point. Now, did, now, what happened after that? Like, I I know you had eventually attended Bible school, but there's some gaps in there. What what happened between your teenage years, and what led you? forward after that well i was um so i was 12 years old when i was born again and um I, i'm in my first year at school um i had one of the worst discipline records because uh, i was a real i was a very arrogant kid and uh i get I, my school was a very strict school as well i get punished for everything you know oh man um if, if i if i forgot my pen i get punished if i forgot a book I, i'd be punished wow um and so i went from i went from that to having like a really uh, you know a perfect discipline record because uh -huh. my heart was changed you know? sure yeah um and my, my home teacher a guy called colin diggory he was actually a born-again christian he was you know, the among the teaching staff, he was the guy that led the uh, the Christian Union and stuff like that. And so I was able to tell him, you know, and he was he was delighted. So <laughs> that's great. Yeah, and he was an encouragement. The the I think the the biggest thing, the next thing that happened to me um, was, as, as I say, I I used to get punished for even small things like if I, if I didn't have a pen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, I, I had a fountain pen, and um, the clip was broken, so it was in my jacket inside pocket. Um, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't attached in the pocket because the clip was broken. And uh, I, I had run across the courtyard to get to, to the classroom. I think maybe it was in running, maybe that the, the, the pen fell out. Oh. But I, I, I just noticed my arm, oh, my pen's oh no i'm gonna get in trouble again yeah da, 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 da. yeah but no no problem nathan because i was a christian i'd, I'd been a christian maybe six months by this time mm -hmm. and i'd read the scripture and i'd read the scripture where jesus said 
um, whatever you ask me, my name, I will do it. So I thought, no problem. Um, so I just sat there in my classroom. Um, all the other kids were there, and I just closed my eyes and said, Lord, please find my pen and put it in my pocket. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm. And I put, I put my hand in, I'm going to tear up again. Sorry. I put my hand in my uh, pocket, and there was no pen. Mm. And um, I thought, well, okay, yeah, maybe I have to pray again. So I prayed again, and I screwed my eyes a little bit more tightly, and <laughs> tried to pray a little bit more firmly. And uh, in Jesus' name, amen. And uh, I put my hand in my pocket, and it still wasn't there. And uh, I started to get uh, bothered. Uh-huh. That I, I actually started to get a little bit angry. Hmm. And um, and I prayed again, and there's still nothing there. And I, I did I did a weird thing, which I think I was actually led by the Spirit in doing this, because I I had one thing in my pocket, which was uh, uh, you, I think you guys call it a pocketbook. Okay. Wallet. Okay. You know, I, now there's no credit cards in there because I'm a 12 year old, yeah. But I, yeah, I take it out. I, there's a couple of quid in there, a couple of banknotes. You know, mm-hmm. I take them out. I take everything that was in the wallet out and put it on the desk. I took my jacket off and I pulled the lining of the jacket out of, mm-hmm. of the pocket out, mm-hmm. like a magician would do or something. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. there. And I, I put it back. Put my jacket back on, and I sat down, and I was genuinely angry with God, and I started to think, "Have I been lied to? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, have I been deceived? Mm-hmm. Because because the Bible is either true or it isn't." Hmm. And he said, "Whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it." Mm-hmm. And um, I got angry, and this is actually. This has happened to me several times in my life. Just before I see a miracle, I get angry and offended with God over something. And then I calm down and then I submit and then I apologize. Mm, <laughs> and yeah. then God yeah. That's what happened. And I, I, but I started to reason with myself and I thought, hang on a second. When I went forward at that meeting, my sins were forgiven and I felt that. And that was a real experience. And I had spent six months with Jesus, and he and he had become real to me. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 then I started to think, Jesus was crucified and died in agony on the cross, taking the wrath of God against my sin because He loves me. And now I'm arguing with Him about a pen. Mm. And I thought, how evil am I? <laughs> wow, such a great, so, such a contrast, right? Yeah. So I, I said, I said, I'm, okay, I'm sorry. There's obviously something I don't understand about the Bible, about prayer. Maybe you have your reason that you didn't answer my prayer. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Lord. Mm. Uh, please forgive me. I'm, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm not turning away from you. Yes. And then the. The bell went. Um, it's the bell for assembly, you know. So everybody stands up, and we walk out of the walk out to go to the assembly hall. And I, I couldn't help it. I put my my hand in my pocket <laughs> one more time. Sure. And there was my pen. Wow. Now, 
I was a 12-year-old kid who was into microscopes and dinosaurs and particle physics. (laughs) (laughs) I was a a rational kid. And in that moment, my mind was absolutely blown. (laughs) Because that was a miracle. I bet, yeah. um, and the first thing I thought was, my, my God, I've got to tell everybody. I've got to call the newspapers. The, I, this, this has to be on TV, you know? <laughs> 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 but but I, I, actually, I actually reasoned with myself and I thought, you know what? Nobody's going to believe you. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> and, and, and I kid you not, honestly, I, I actually started to not believe myself. <laughs> right. I actually started to work. I have to start thinking, am I going mad? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And um, and actually, I didn't tell anybody about that for about three years. Hmm. But um, but that was that was an astonishing moment for me. Absolutely astonishing. Now, since then, I've seen loads of stuff like that. I mean, you know, better than that. Um, but but as as a real eye opener, as a twelve year old kind of new convert, I saw an absolute out and out miracle hmm. and i think that set the tone <laughs> yeah i'd say so yeah he, he got you early <laughs> yeah wow that's wonderful that's great those things build our faith so much it's the it's almost like you said you know when you get the most angry and you reach your final point and god knows when those final points are right and then all of a sudden we break down we're angry at god we lash out at him and then we have an eye-opening experience and we're like oh god i'm sorry (laughs) then then he breaks through with a miracle yeah it's such a pattern yeah Yeah. but i i i I think it's crucial because this has been repeated several times i think it's crucial that you you actually submit to God before He will show you the miracle. Mm-hmm. Um, this has happened. Several, I mean, I, since since I mentioned this thing about not wanting to go to church on a Sunday morning, I'm, I'll mention this. I mean, this is another miracle that I saw. Um, I uh, so this is when I was 16 years old. Um, my parents had bought me a moped, little 50 cc moped. Mm-hmm. They had already left on a Sunday morning. I don't know why, for some, for some reason, I that particular Sunday I didn't want to go to church, and the Lord's nagging me, and I, I'd already been baptized in the Holy Spirit by then, you know, so I was already quite, you know, okay, uh, I was quite high, you know, with with the Lord. But that particular Sunday morning, I, I I don't know why, but I didn't want to go to church, and the Lord was nagging me, mm-hmm. and. And I was like, ah, oh, I don't want to go. And he wouldn't let me go. And in the end, I gave it, all right. <laughs> so, so I got up. My parents had already gone. So no problem. I've got a moped, so I'll go buy moped. So I get ready, throw some clothes on, get on the moped, ride down the road. I get about 100 yards down the road, and I had a complete blowout of the front tire. <laughs> and... Um, and now I'm angry. And Nathan, guess who I'm angry with? <laughs> let me let me guess here. Let me see. Um... <laughs> <laughs> we are listen. We are so we are so stupid, aren't we? We human beings. Yeah, you know? we're yeah we're um, we're pretty predictable. Yeah, in that sense. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't we don't blame ourselves. You know, it's my fault for not getting up in time. No, no, I go straight to blaming God. Yeah. So now I'm angry with God because I got a, I got a flat tire. But I've got a hundred yards to walk this 
bike back to, to, to the house. <laughs> and a hundred yards is time enough for me to come to my senses. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. And so, and so I apologize. I'm sorry, Lord. Um, and after apologizing to the Lord, I thought to myself, well, hang on a second. God was nagging me to go to church. Mm-hmm. The only way I can go to church is this moped. Uh-huh. So if I ask God to heal my moped and fix the flat tire, he has to do it. Uh-huh. He has to do it. It's, that is an automatic miracle. Because unless he does that, I can't obey what he told me to do. Okay. <laughs> so I, I fixed I fix the foot pump. I, I laid hands on the tire, prayed for it in Jesus' name, fixed the foot pump. Pumped it full of air, and off I went. And I, I sold that moped a year later, and in that entire year, it, it didn't need another <laughs> breath of air. It's absolutely perfect. Oh wow! It seems seems so like there, God's there, there that, <laughs> but but that is that. I mean, there are other examples of this yes. in, in my life. But there there it is. You know, if you if you submit to the Lord, you know, you can. It, it, it's amazing what He'll do for you. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah, I totally agree. Absolutely, yeah. So now, um, it's great to you know because we all have those you know different periods in our life where we don't know we're about to learn something, but we go through a trial and we learn something that God builds this like history, this like this uh, undesirable portfolio portfolio of horrible experiences, and uh, but then He brings us through it and becomes testimonies, doesn't it? It becomes a way for Him to yes. be glorified, just like the Apostle Paul. You know, He went through so much, yeah. but look at what Christ did through the Apostle Paul. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I've, I've always thought of, of the Lord. You know, I mean, He He knows who we are. He is under no delusions as to who we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, even as, even as Christians, He knows our weaknesses. Our fecklessness. He knows our besetting sins. Uh, he, he knows our emotional makeup, our character, everything. You know, and I, I think he's a perfect communicator. I think he plays me like a violin. Mm. <laughs> you know, all of all of these experiences that I've had. You know, I think the Lord just sets them up. You know, oh, one yeah. after the other. Yeah. And uh, and you know, praise God. From time to time, I pass the test. Right, and, uh, and that's that, that's always glorious. Sometimes I fail, you know. Yeah, but uh, but when you pass, oh, it's wonderful. It really <laughs> is. Yeah, I've I've occasionally prayed the prayer like, Lord, I don't know if I'm being tested, but if I'm being tested, please help me pass the test. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this yeah. is a trial or if it's a test, but if it's a test, please yeah. help me pass. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's this British prophet called Graham Cook, um, and he, he puts it beautifully. He says, "In the kingdom of God, he says, you you never fail." The, the, the test you just get to take it again mm. oh wow <laughs> you just reset you reset the exam until you pass oh wow <laughs> I, uh, yeah yeah very yeah <laughs> wonderful now you went on to to bible school and yeah. you you you're married so you, you eventually met a spouse you had a you just very briefly spoke about being filled with the holy spirit are there any of those that you would like to share share a little bit more about yeah um, yeah, I, I guess the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit was enormous for me. Um, I'd been a Christian for about three years, and so I was familiar with with the Scripture uh, somewhat. Um, but you know, I was uh, I was prone to um, 
backsliding to, to a certain extent. I, I wouldn't go to church for a couple of weeks, two, three, three weeks, maybe in a row. But then I'd repent, you know, I'd go back to church. Um, but um, I had, do you know, I actually started smoking after becoming a Christian. Okay, all right. <laughs> it's, the, it's the strangest thing. I, I didn't live near my school, so my friends were the local kids, and they were all smokers. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we did, uh, some social workers came to do a movie and they gave me a part in the movie. And in, the movie was written by the kids and in my, they wrote into my part that I had to smoke a cigarette. Oh. <laughs> and, and when, when the camera's on, yeah. And the grown-ups are there, you know, and, and these kids, like my mates, so-called mates, you know, they're, they're, they're like looking at me with daggers and saying, you better breathe it in. <laughs> <laughs> Do it all the way. <laughs> You've got to breathe it in, yeah. Oh. So I, yeah, I actually started smoking that. Um, but anyway, I was a typical teenager in, in, in many ways. And But there, there was a, a boy at my school in my class who was part of a, a network of churches called British Restoration. And um, they were led by a guy called Bryn Jones, uh, um, who who went to the Bible college that I enrolled in. Okay. In fact, most of the leaders of that movement came from the Bible college that I went to. And I didn't have a clue about that until I had already enrolled in that Bible college. I found out afterwards. Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> all, the guy, all the guys that, that, that I looked up to actually had been to that book. I, I was thrilled. Anyway. Wow. But there's some... Um, and I was kind of, I was pretty backslidden. I think I'd not been to church for a month or so. And But this, this kid in, uh, in my class said, uh, started talking to me about baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I really didn't understand what that was. And he said, uh, oh, it, it puts you into a new dimension of the Christian life. Hmm. He said, you'll, you'll, want, you'll want to pray more. You'll want to read your Bible more. It'll give you power to witness for, for Christ more. Uh-huh. And and you can experience spiritual gifts and things like that. And it, it, it sounded great. I hadn't heard anything like that in mm. my church because my church was an evangelical okay. uh, church. Um, so he invited me to this Dale's Bible Week um, in Yorkshire in the summer. So I, I agreed to go. Um, day one, um, I'm, I'm part of the young people's meeting. There are about 2,000 people there. Young people's meeting, maybe 150, 200 young people. Uh-huh. And um, um, I remember being astonished at the worship. I mean, they had a full band, including like a brass section, mm-hmm. horn section, mm-hmm. trumpets and that. And this extravagant worship and joyful worship and, and dancing, mm-hmm. for goodness sake. I mean, I was, I, it was just, I was just blown away. Yeah. And the powerful preaching, the passionate preaching. In the young people's meeting on day one, um, they preached on uh, salvation. Okay. And a, a bunch of people came forward and received Christ. Day two, they preached on water baptism. Mm. And, they, and they baptized a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Day three, they preached on uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And to cut a long story short, the preacher just goes through the scriptures where... It says that the people receive the Holy Spirit, spoke in tongues and prophesied, uh-huh. which is all the way through the book of Acts. And, and he, he rooted this in, in the glorification of Jesus. Wow. Jesus was crucified. 
um, uh, then he rose from the dead, and then he ascended to, to his father, and then he was glorified. Mm -hmm. And then he received from his father the, the promise, the Holy Spirit, which he then poured out. That's and, um, so simple. That's so great. Yeah. Yeah. So he roots it in, 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 the, in the glorification and the majesty of Christ that, that gave that great commission and said, you know, we need this Holy Spirit to fulfill this this great commission and he said you know you can't live the christian life in your own power but jesus has a gift for you and it doesn't cost you anything hmm. just as salvation is given to you freely so the holy spirit also is given to you freely and i, I, I remember thinking this is this is nuts i'm about to <laughs> so so this is how good jesus is not only did he save me from my sins? Not only is he going to overlook my backsliding, but he's actually going to give me a free gift mm. to help me to live the Christian life. Mm -hmm. This is insane. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, is, this is insane levels of goodness. Wow. And, um, and they, they gave the altar call. When I was born again, I was one of the last to go forward. When they gave this altar call, I was the first. I ran. I ran. I mean, wow. I was I was half out of my chair waiting for them to say, come forward. No. I ran. And I was bawling my eyes out mm. like a baby. I mean, it was like when I was born yeah. again. Yeah. And this, and this guy, a pastor, lays hands on me, starts praying for me to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. He's praying in tongues. Um, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm excited, you know, and I'm, I'm looking for something. Nothing happened. Hmm. And it's like that for about a minute. And then, um, sorry, I'm, I'm clearing my throat. Oh, you're fine. So, uh, and, and he, he stops and he says, um, he says, listen, uh, you know, it's Jesus who baptizes in the Holy Spirit. So let's pray again. And you just ask him. Um, and so uh, he lays his hands on my head again and begins to pray again. And I start to pray, Jesus, 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 mm. please baptize me in your Holy Spirit. Jesus, Jesus, please, 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 please baptize me in your Holy Spirit. Um, and, um, and then suddenly, and it's kind of impossible to put into words, but I'll, I'll give it a go. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> Something started to happen and I felt just like when I was born again, I felt complete mm. cleansing. Mm. I, I felt totally, utterly free mm. and clean. And I felt, I don't know, like I was 10 feet tall. Mm. And I'm English. We, 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 we guys are kind of, we're very reserved, you know. 
<laughs> yeah, com- compared to us Americans, I think that that would probably be a fair yeah. estimate. Yes. <laughs> yeah, pe- people call us stuck up. <laughs> um, but I, um, all inhibition, just completely disappeared. Mm. You know, the Holy Spirit gives boldness, and I and I and I started speaking in tongues. This 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 strange language. Yes. And um, and I was just filled with with peace, mm. but peace way beyond. I mean, beyond even what I'd experienced when I was born again, and joy beyond, and and love beyond, beyond, beyond. I I was. This was utterly mind blowing. I. It, it it absolutely changed my life completely. I, I I turned around. I went to see my friend. My friend was there, and I hugged him. And and again, British people don't hug. Mm. Okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> but, but, but Pentecostals and Charismatics hug. <laughs> right, right. And, and um, and I thought, I've got to tell my mother. I have to tell my mother. I wanted to share this with somebody. I I went to call my mum and and. I, could, I, I said, Mum, Mum. And I, I, but I couldn't describe it. Hmm. Th- there were no words. I, and she was really worried. She <laughs> thought I was going mad. Um, but the, the next thing, I just, I just wanted to serve people. Hmm. I just wanted to help people. So I, I wandered around the campsite seeing if there was anybody I could serve. Hmm. And uh, somebody was doing a, a bunch of washing, washing up. So I went and helped them do the washing up. Just spon- spontaneous said, oh, newness, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I said, I've just been baptized in the Holy Spirit, and 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 they're like, oh, congratulations, oh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then you know, in a in a quiet moment, I went into the woods, and and started speaking in tongues in the woods, like trying out this weird thing. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. And um, and 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 praying in my tent, hmm. and. Uh, and the strangest thing I noticed was that I was no longer praying to a God up there, mm. up in the sky. I know, and I, this wasn't deliberate on my part. I just noticed that I was praying to God inside me. Mm-hmm. It was the strangest thing, but I had such a sense of the presence of God right here. And this is, I've, you know, I learned this about the Holy Spirit. The, the point about the Holy Spirit, and the reason why a lot of people don't get along with him, is that God the Father and and the Lord Jesus at his right hand, they are up there. They're way, way, way up there somewhere. But the Holy Spirit is right here. Yes. Is right in your faith. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm, Yeah. Right involved in your life. So so he's he's the one that actually influenced the whole Christian life, you know. And um, and a a lot of people don't want that, you know. (laughs) Right. Uh, But then... But there he was, and and then then again another another strange thing was. Um, the next day, uh, I woke up in the morning, totally depressed. Hmm. Totally, totally depressed, and I, I learned later that you know when you sleep, your subconscious takes over, and there's a you can. You know, in the soul realm, and it takes time for the soul to be purified, you know? Absolutely. Um, Peter says, the Apostle Peter says, you know, now that you've purified your souls by obeying the truth, mm. and you, you, you need that obedience and that 
character forming and, and that's soul purification that takes time and the, and the baptism of the holy spirit does not fix your soul overnight right right <laughs> so, so i wake up in the morning and i'm in i'm in the soul you know and i'm depressed because when you have a, a, an emotional high like i'd had mm-hmm. the, you know the body corrects that and brings you down you know and i, I was so depressed mm. um and, and i but i i started to pray and i prayed i prayed in english and i prayed in tongues and within 30 seconds nathan I was right back up there. I was way back up there on cloud nine. Absolutely amazing. And what what my friend had told me about the baptism of the Holy Spirit was absolutely true. It Mm -hmm. was a new dimension. Absolutely. And and it was permanent. And uh, and from that time on, you know, I I read the Bible so much more. I prayed so much more. You know, I couldn't wait to get home uh, to, to spend time with God. I prayed differently i prayed with real fervor and real, with real authority mm-hmm. and all my prayers were answered uh you know detail specific prayers were answered it was just uh it was just an astonishing thing you know and it, you know I, I i had to change churches mm-hmm. I'm, I'm afraid to say you know mm-hmm. they was hard to see me go and and mm-hmm. you know but i i had to go somewhere where they knew about this new reality that i was experiencing because i I was reading the scriptures, everything, the scriptures that I, I already knew, but suddenly I knew what they meant. Okay. I really knew what they meant. You know. Wow. Um, That's so the, wonderful. The Holy Spirit. Yeah, I, yeah so I, I don't know. Just over the next couple of years, I was in a small church that was part of that movement, and, uh, and I, I learned, uh, first of all, the gift of prophecy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got into the uh, gift of word of knowledge, which was a gift that I, this is, this is a long podcast, isn't it? I, it's okay. No, it's fine. We're, we're at 46 minutes so far. We're, we're fine. We're no, fine. no, I, 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 no, I'll save this for another time. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> All right. It must be a really good one. Well, maybe <laughs> it's, a real, it's, yeah, it's a good one. Not it's that the others good. weren't, those were wonderful, if that, but, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, great. So, um, thank you. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Those are absolutely amazing stories. Those are the powerful stories we love to hear, right? I mean, the stories of salvation, the stories of baptism, the Holy Spirit, how God moved in a tent meeting, how God saved a family. I mean, it's it's absolutely wonderful. I mean, I got I got filled yeah. with the Holy Spirit when I was a teenager. I didn't know anyone at all that spoke in, in tongues or anything like that, and I had a similar experience. And then I started praying in tongues. I, I mean, so I can identify with that. That's been probably, besides salvation, the biggest life changing experience that stayed with me since I've been saved. And so I I yes. hear what you're yes. saying, and it, there's a dynamic to it that is hard to describe because when you speak in a, in a in a way that talks about an experience that some people don't have or don't yet have or don't believe that even exists. To the out to the person listening to that, it can many times not that we intended to do so. Many times it can sound almost like you think it's a better than thing, but that's the exact opposite of what it's intended to be. It's because we're not good, but God fills us. It's just another free yeah. gift. It's a free gift, just like you mentioned. It's so yes. beautiful. Yes, and I, 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 how can I put this? Um, I've had a few experiences with God where um, I have been really, really desperate for an answer. I've been, I've, I have begged Him for something, and um, 
uh, and and he he answers and uh, with with baptism in the Holy Spirit it's it's not the most precious experience for me the most precious experience for me is receiving Christ mm-hmm. in, in that ten crusade when I was twelve that's the most precious experience mm-hmm. and that that's the one that will bring me to tears you know more than any other mm-hmm. but but in terms of transformation of my life that's that baptism of the Holy Spirit when I was 16 years old was 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 massive it was more tra- more transforming of my actual life than than actually uh, being born again mm. um, yeah it, Wonderful. it was it was massive. and and I I'm I'm certain I'm certain that you know anybody if there's anybody listening to this um, you can you can go to your pride and say I don't need anything that I haven't already got. Uh, I'm not a second class Christian. Uh, I don't need uh, baptism in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if you want to do that, that's okay. You know, um, but if you hear a testimony as good as the one that I've just given. A really, really good response will be to say, "Man, I want that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really want to pray more. I really want to love Jesus more." I mean, it, you know, the day after that experience of asking the Holy Spirit, sitting in my tent, weeping, mm. because I could see Jesus more clearly than I'd ever seen him before. Mm-hmm. I could see, I could see his holiness, his purity his beauty mm. and I was weeping over the idea that I could ever have sinned against him mm. even the slightest sin mm. and just weeping in and begging him for forgiveness I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry wow and an experience like that that brings you that revelation of Christ and that close to Christ you know if you hear that my, my testimony and you don't have that Please, 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 please. It's dead easy. Just have faith in the goodness of God. Believe in his willing willingness to bless you. And then beg him. Beg him. And till he until he breaks into your life. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The preaching. Yeah, no, that's great. That is so wonderful. I, I'm I am very encouraged by your story. It's it's great to hear from you know, a brother on the other side of the world that I've never even been able to meet in person to have such a, a wonderful, clear, you know, image of the revelation of Jesus. That's why I, why I felt like I was supposed to put this podcast together is because I know I need an ever-increasing revelation of him. I want an ever-increasing relationship with him. And those things work together. They work like an infinity symbol, you know? They go back and forth and work together. Yeah. And um, that's it's just so great. And right, I was thinking the word revelation, like right before you even said it, a revelation yeah. of Jesus. And you saw him, and it was, yeah. it was your seeing of him by the preaching yeah. of the word, the declaration of the word, you know, yeah. that you saw yeah. him clearer, yeah. and the Holy Spirit enlightened you and then gave yeah. you the ability to to have enough so that you can make a faith decision. And he became real. Yeah. 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 That's right. So wonderful. Yeah. So wonderful. Well, now I, I one last question here. How can 
how can people reach you? If Let's say there's people that have listened to the podcast or they're listening even now and they're saying, you know, I know somebody, I know a church, I know maybe this uh, small group, I know this uh, place that maybe Matthew could come and speak or uh, share his testimony or preach the word. Is there, uh, what is the best way for people to get in contact with you? Is it an email, a website? What What do you suggest that they do? I'm pretty sure that I am the only Matthew Oakley living in South Korea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's one clue. That's good. That's yeah. good. So uh, th- th- there's actually another one living in Hong Kong, strangely enough. We, okay. we both live in Asia. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I found him because my email address is oakleymatthew at hotmail.com. Oh. And one day I was just curious as to, well, is there a Matthew Oakley at hotmail.com? Okay. All right. Yes, there is. And he's roughly my age and he lives in Hong Kong. Anyway, um, so, well, there's my email address. But also you could find me on uh, Facebook. Okay, great. Yeah, and I'll just... Go ahead. I apologize. Yeah, Matthew with two Ts. Mm -hmm. And then Oakley as in the sunglasses. Okay, right. Yeah. And so now, but you said your email is your last name first and then your first name and then hotmail.com. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so O A K L E Y M A T T H E W at hotmail dot com for those who are yes. trying to write it down. That's right. Yeah. Now, I just a quick one last quick question here. Um, I I know we've been connecting on Facebook, but I I've been trying to think about this. How did we actually start connecting on Facebook? I can't. I, I'm trying to wrap my mind around this. I know I post a lot of different stuff, and but I don't know if you saw it or I or I you know how do you remember? I don't remember, but but Facebook is a very um, uh, prophetic place for me. Mm. God reaches me through Facebook. God connects me with people through Facebook. Um, It's a place for divine appointment. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. So it'll be something to do with the Lord did that. Absolutely. I don't know exactly how. We'll we'll be like mutual friends or something, you know. Right, right. (laughs) Well, great. Well, Matthew, thank you so much for joining us today on Fathom with Nathan. I just want to, I mean, it it really touches my heart. If it doesn't bless anyone else, even though I'm absolutely sure it will, and I hope that it does, uh, you know, that it it has blessed me to hear your stories. And uh, I hope we can do maybe one, maybe two others um, in the future. And um, anything else you'd like to share with us before we finish the podcast for today? Um, Just thank you for this opportunity to share. I I love to share my testimony and, uh, yeah, thank you for that, Nathan. You're you're a very thoughtful guy, very intelligent guy, and I I, I enjoy talking with you about you know the, the theological things. Um, but it's 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 lovely to <laughs> theology is fun, but it's lovely it to just talk about to just talk about Jesus, isn't it? And, it, it really and is the Father, because we know we know Him personally, and He's beautiful and He's glorious. Absolutely. And, Wonderful. Well, you're you're very welcome, and I've been blessed. I I, I feel blessed, especially in this um, quarantine, lockdown stuff around the world. That to talk about Christ, and and we can still through all things see how wonderful, how beautiful, how precious He is, and how much He's done in our life. And uh, yeah. I'm I'm just so so thankful, and I'm looking yeah. forward to chatting with you in the future and, and interviewing you some more and letting you share more of what's on your heart. So thank you again for joining thank us. You. Thanks, Nathan. You're, God bless. You're, you're, you're welcome. All right. Thank you guys for listening to Fathom with Nathan. Again, this is episode eight. 
Um, we've only been in existence for a little bit less than a few months, but I just want to say thank you again for joining. This one's a little bit longer, but it's so worth it. If you have been blessed by Matthew's story or any of the podcasts that you listen to, please, please share for the benefit of the kingdom, not for the benefit of the podcast. Thank you so much. God bless. Thank you in Jesus' name.